Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Rick Tittle. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. What you got? I'm waiting to hear what you got, what you get. We're talking sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, quarter trollable, chess checkers, rugby, cricket, all type of stuff like that on the show today. Come on in and get heard wherever you are listening. At the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Get in and get heard, girl. You know that's what I had had said. Yeah, that's right. 1-800-878-PLAY. Also, proud and privileged of being on the American Forces Radio Network. That's 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea. Whatever you are doing with the military, I'm on your side. You're doing a great job keeping us safe. So you stay safe. We hope to see you at home. Very, very soon. Also, on the internet, sportsbyline.com. You can go there, click listen live. Any emails, rick at sportsbyline.com. People ask me all the time, Do you, does your show get, like, podcasted? Here and there. <laughs> and then we have the Rick Tittle podcast on the 8Side Network, <clears throat> which is, I never know what it's going to be, but they'll take, like, three interviews at their discretion uh, and then shove them all together. There are also tons of old podcasts of me on my old FM station. If you go on iTunes and put in Rick Tittle, you'll find a lot there. But I suggest just listening to the live show. Today we have director Sasha Gervaisi. We'll also have Karen Lyle with SalesportTalk.com at 940. A huge star, Nigella Lawson at 1012. You have no idea how big she is in England. A cool bell from Cool and the Gang. Yeah, that's right, at 1040. And we'll also have author Randall Balmer for his new book, passion plays about the religion's impact on North American sports. We get deep. We always go deep. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. We got an open segment, so come on back. 
Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose 3 to 5 pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us. We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332-800-738-5332-800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, genius, the best show ever. He's so wonderful, titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key, so handsome, he's a genius. All right, thank you for that. And the lines are open, 1-800-878-PLAY. It's funny because um, I don't get a lot of uh, star-struckedness. Is that a... Uh, let's just say I don't become starstruck very often. And uh, we have had uh, a lot of big guests on this show over the years. I mean, huge, huge stars. I'm not even kidding. Like, huge ones. 
You want me to go down the list? I'll save it. Not just athletes, but actors and authors, directors, and such things. But I was shocked to see that I have Nigella Lawson today. If you've spent any time in England, if you took, I don't know, I don't even know who famous chefs are because I don't watch any of that stuff. I'll say Guy Fieri, Bobby Flay, Rachel Ray, is she a cook? She's a cook. If you took them all and wrapped them into one, they still wouldn't be as big as how big Nigella Lawson is. I was like, whoa. And I thought, is that really her? Because (laughs) there's probably not another Nigella Lawson. But uh, very excited to have her on. And I told a couple of my friends in England, and they are just dumbfounded. that I, It's sort of like saying, I don't know, there's, there's not a good comparison, but just, just say a huge, huge star. So excited to have her on at 10, 12, so a little less than an hour from now. But lines are open, 1-800-878-PLAY. P-L-A-Y, you ain't got no alibi. You're ugly, you're... You're very, very ugly. And uh, Rick, why do you say that, man? I know, it's a little bit messed up. Uh, We did have two NFL games yesterday to close out uh, Monday Night Football. And, um, you know, when you look at the results of uh, week two as the the dust has uh, settled, it really, uh, you know, one of these games... Uh, wasn't much, uh, unfortunately, uh, that we had. But the uh, the Chiefs beat the Chargers um, in an exciting game by three. The Packers were all over the Bears, uh, twenty-seven to ten at uh, Lambeau. But uh, just looking at Week Three, and when you have seventeen games and a bye, it's an interminably long season. At least it feels like it. And looking at uh, the Raiders, <laughs> do they have their bye week yet? They're at Tennessee at Nissan Stadium, Nashville, Tennessee. <clears throat> and um, the uh, it's funny because I was looking at how much a ticket would be. Sometimes I do that for fun, like if you wanted to just travel. And... On StubHub, the nosebleeds are ninety-eight bucks, and I was actually surprised that I could get something for under a hundred dollars in today's NFL. I really am, because I just figure that they'll just get you, get you one way or another. What does that mean, Rick? Well, that, that they'll get you. And so then I thought, <clears throat> and if any of my Niner fan, uh, friends are going to uh to denver how much those tickets would be and the nosebleeds there are 150 each for the nosebleeds and then i thought well how would it be if you were on the uh the 50 yard line and if you're a niner fan the 50 yard lines go from 720 dollars to a thousand and twelve i just love that a thousand and (laughs) twelve one way or the other um, but anyway, I just, I'm trying not to <clears throat> get too depressed because 
in two weeks, if the Raiders are two and two, they're right back in the conversation. If you're at 500 after a month when there's 17 games, you're so not out of it. But when you're 0 and two and everybody else is outside of Tennessee and Cincinnati now, everybody else is two and 0 or one and one, it kind of stinks. That's all I'm saying. And when you look in the NFC, there are only two 0-2 teams, and they're both in the South. It's Carolina and Atlanta. So can we take what we see after a fortnight of football, the FOF, and say this team is for real and this team is not? And, you know, I'm tempted to say that some of these things can actually be said right now. But is anybody going to say Cincinnati's not for real? <clears throat> the AFC champs, 0-2, they could go on an 8-2 run in their next 10 games. Would anyone be surprised? No, not one person would be surprised. And then they'd be 10-4, and right? Would anybody be surprised if Miami lost five out of the next six? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be at all. And then they'd be three and six. The teams that you look at and you go, that team is the real deal. To me, it starts with the Buffalo Bills. They are the real deal. The Kansas City Chiefs, they are the real deal. After that, nothing. Nothing. Say, well, is Tampa Bay the real deal? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. You know, the best teams in the NFC are Tampa Bay, Philadelphia, and the Giants. Those are the only undefeated teams. Are you going to tell me that the Eagles and the Giants are for real? Because I don't believe you. You don't believe you. It's nice to be 2-0. I don't think there's any way in hell the Giants make the playoffs. I think the Eagles have an outside shot. I would bet you $100 right now that the Giants do not make the playoffs. I would bet anyone listening that right now. 100 bucks, Come and get it. But can you believe that when you look in the standings that the Jacksonville Jaguars are in first place in their division? They should take a picture of that. Because Houston and Indy have ties with each other. And as I mentioned, the Titans can't get out of their own way. The Titans were on their way to the AFC Championship, you remember. If Tannehill didn't get greedy and try to force in a pass and triple coverage that bounced off a linebacker's arm and got intercepted, and then the Bengals kicked a field goal, and they went to the AFC Championship. And then the Super Bowl. And remember, Cincinnati has been to three Super Bowls, and they were all close losses. Not one of those 80-styles blowouts. But when you look at uh, the the Titans with a minus 35-point differential, that's by far the worst in the NFL. It really is. I mean, you look at other last-place teams, like I almost said Oakland, like the Raiders, a minus 11, New England and the Jets, a minus 10 and a minus 14. Cincinnati is only a minus 6. Dallas is a minus 13, Chicago a minus 8, Carolina and Atlanta are both minus 5s, and then you get Seattle, which is a, a minus 19. So, And that's the thing in the NFC West. Everybody's 1-1, one and, one, and now that the Niners have a real quarterback, 
I really like the Niners to make the playoffs. With Trey Lance, I didn't think they had any shot in hell of making the playoffs. But now that they have Garoppolo, I think they have a real chance. And nothing against Trey Lance, he's just not as good. Maybe someday, if a guy ever gets a chance, the poor guy. It's hard to feel sorry for a young, rich millionaire. I guess that's redundant. A young, healthy millionaire outside of his ankle. But I do feel sorry for the guy. I mean, maybe he'll go to the Hall of Fame, but uh, what a start in his first two years. Anyway, I'm letting the blanket settle like a quilt, looking around. Is anybody for real? Buffalo and Kansas City, that's it. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byland. either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. 
That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Wait! She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face, he would clown you. Uh, what's that all about? All right, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show filmmaker Sasa Gervaisi. He's here to talk about his new film, Anvil, the story of Anvil. And uh, it's going to be premiering here on the 22nd at the Saban Theater in Los Angeles with a live performance by Anvil and special guests right after the film, hosted by uh, Steve-O. Sasha, welcome to the show. Uh, Tell us a little more about the genesis behind this, because not only is it a film, it is a whole to-do now. (laughs) It's a documentary that I made, actually. You, You say new film, and that's right. It's also not quite right, because this movie came out 13 years ago and has become like a cult film and has been embraced by all these kids. And so it's going back into theaters uh, on a release that's five times the size of the original release. So it's really bizarre how uh, in the silence of the past 13 years, people have watched this movie and kids have got together and suddenly it's coming back for a totally new audience. So it's just one of those movies that filmmakers and actors and, and, and musicians seem to have really been drawn to. Um, and creative people kind of across the board from kind of, uh, you know, people who write or do fine arts or, you know, all sorts of people and long distance runners. There's a guy called Rich Roll, who's uh, an incredible ultra marathon runner who cites it as one of his greatest influences. So it's it's this movie that we made uh, about two Canadian headbangers with a dream who haven't given up that somehow has sort of sparked some kind of uh, movement amongst young people now. It's so truly bizarre. I can't really describe what's going on. I'm just watching it happen. But we're so thrilled that it's coming out September 27th in theatres across uh, America. And then it's going to England and Germany and it's going to go around the world um, in the next six months. So we're just standing by and watching what's happening as it kind of takes on its own life, if that makes sense. No doubt. I think we're just about the same age. I know you're from uh, London. What part of London did you grow up in? I grew up actually at number 54 Abbey Road. Wow. <laughs> so when I was growing up as a kid, I would, the, the doorbell would go and all these tourists would be, is that the, the zebra crossing? So my house <laughs> is actually on the album cover of Abbey Road. So I've, I've I have a picture in that crosswalk. Yes, I do. Yeah, you can see that from my living room window. Wow. So I grew up, that's how I first heard about the Beatles was people ringing the bell to check if it was the right crosswalk. And it's like, I have to have bare feet. I have to have a cigarette. I have to, you know, I got to get it just right, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you, you, you fashioned a, a pretty successful career in Hollywood with The Terminal and Hitchcock and some other films. 
uh, as well. Um, what is it about uh, Anvil that, uh, you know, you, you make the film, as you said, and then it's come back. What was the, the sort of uh, genesis behind them saying, let's do this again and let's have a concert? And did you say, instead of you saying, no, been there, done that, you're like, yes, let's capitalize on this. Well, I think it's because, you know, and, and this came from my godson wanted to see the movie and he brought some friends last summer and we did a screening and these young kids went completely crazy. And then we did we ended up doing 10 word of mouth screenings and we had two offers from film distributors to release the movie again after these screenings, which was completely organic. And I think the reason it sparked is because, you know, we've all obviously all been through this, you know, the last two or three years have been extremely rough. Kids have been on Zoom. They haven't been able to hang out together. And, you know, as we saw last week in New York, Peter Dinklage hosted this screening we did in New York last week, which was unbelievable. And all all the people who were there were kids, 18 to 25. And they said, we've been locked up for two years and this is a hopeful, inspiring story. And I think where we are in the world right now, anything that's hopeful and inspiring, I think people, uh, you know, are drawn to. And what we've been doing is something called the Anvil Experience, as you quite rightly mentioned, where we show the movie and then the the, the band that the movie's about jump literally jumps out of the screen and plays three or four songs. It's a combination of a movie and also a live performance. And I think, you know, people want to want to see something different and unique uh, that has some kind of positive or hopefully positive message. And, and, and that's why that thing called the Anvil Experience is, is going to go around the world in, for, over the next year. So it's, it's really exciting. A few years ago, I, I got to see almost the same thing, Spinal Tap, and then Christopher Guest, <laughs> Michael McKee, and Harry Shearer, they came out and played here in San Francisco. It was a great show. I'm a big fan of the film, obviously, but yeah. do you get people thinking that Anvil is a fake band because of the mockumentary style? Yeah. I mean, it was deliberately done that way because I wanted to encourage people not to be sure whether it was real or not. <laughs> and in fact, ironically, the drummer of Anvil is called uh, Rob Reiner, mm-hmm. and the director <laughs> of Spinal Tap is also right. called Rob Reiner. <laughs> So these kind of coincidences, we just decided to play into them and have fun with it. So there are still people to this day who absolutely aren't quite sure whether the Anvil movie is a real movie <laughs> or is it, or, a, or sort of mockumentary. And so that's great fun for us. People come to the movie trying to work out, is this real? Is he really called Rob Reiner? And um, yeah, so we're, we're, we've been having a lot of fun with that. And uh, I understand why people um, aren't sure whether it's real. And I think to, to a degree, that's what we encourage to have to, to, to let people. So when they do realize this is real, they kind of are a little bit shocked. And that's great when you're able to surprise an audience. And you yourself were a bit of a musician as well. And uh, were you with a, uh, a young Gavin Rossdale back in the day? Yeah, me and Gavin went to school together since we were about five. So we were in different bands. And then I joined this band called Future Primitive, which Gavin asked me to join. And it was basically Bush with all the same songs of that first record. So yeah, we've, we've known each other since we were five years old and played in that band. And, um, you know, it was great fun. And I left the band to pursue a career in filmmaking. And I came to LA. And a year and a half later, Bush was playing at the Forum. And it was quite weird because I, I traveled there by bus to watch 30,000 teenage girls screaming the lyrics to songs I'd played in a rehearsal studio. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was tough. I was like the Pete Best of Bush. I was just uh, going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But we maintained a good friendship, and uh, you know, I still see Gavin. I love him. So yeah, we were actually yeah we had a jam recently. You know, uh, like six months ago, or whatever. Um. So yeah, that, absolutely. So that was potentially a path for me, but I'm I'm certainly happy I took the path I did. But it was all part of my experience. I don't think the movie Anvil would have felt as real uh, as it does uh, ultimately. 
um, if I hadn't been on the road and hadn't been at those gigs where no one showed up and hadn't, you know, which was, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd done with, with other bands, including, including Bush. I don't think you, I mean, it's not like you descended into anonymity and worked at Tesco and were very bitter that you missed out on Bush, right? <laughs> no, I, it's great. I mean, it's, it, it was, it was really upsetting at the time, if I'm really honest. And um, Gavin still reminds me of it, but you know, I was also, um, th this happens in my life. You know, I was also offered a book by a producer called David Heyman in 1998. He sent me this book and said, we think you should write the script of it. And I read 70 pages and, and uh, I called David Hayes, the producer, and I said, David, a wizard school? I just don't think it's that commercial. <laughs> so I turned down Harry Potter on the basis of it's not really that commercial, I don't think. So, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm notorious for my near misses. Um, and and Anvil may be one of them. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a common theme in my life. You know, I think they say, you know, you, you just ne never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to work and what isn't going to work. But you look back and you think, what, what you know, I wouldn't be on the path I'm on now had I done all those things. So it's not uh, it's not terrible at all. I think it's quite fun. So growing up, I would I guess NW8, where you Chelsea, Fulham, Ooh, Tottenham, and Ch Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Fulham. Did you who, Chelsea? Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. I grew up, you know, um, to, watching Chelsea and loving Chelsea, even though I lived in St John's Wood, and that was right at the end of Fulham Road yeah. in Chelsea itself. Sure. Um, I yeah, I, I grew up, you know, but it was a dirty game when I was growing up. Players weren't being paid much money. There was a lot of fighting. You know, it was it's become so corporatized since I was a kid. But, but you know, absolutely, those loyalties are still there, and I still love you know going back and seeing football when I can. Because I remember there. going to the old Stamford Bridge where they would park the cars behind the goal. Remember, <laughs> they would just be lined up, and now the new Stamford Bridge. I mean, it's like three hundred dollars yeah, for a ticket. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. If, if you're lucky for, for a really good game, you know, you 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 you're not going to get much below that for a bad seat. Yeah, it's it's um, but it's still great. You know, there's nothing beats the buzz of seeing a live a live football game as opposed to soccer game. Yes, no doubt Absolutely. about it. There he is, director Sasha Gervaisi. It is the world premiere of the new restoration of Anvil, the story of Anvil. And at the Saban Theater in Los Angeles, coming up at 8 o'clock on the 22nd, live performance by Anvil and special guest right after the film, hosted by a guy we had in here, Steve-O. Uh, listen, Sasha, this sounds like a lot of fun. Congratulations on the renaissance of this. Thank you so much. And look out for it nationwide, September the 27th. You just go to anvilthefilm.com and get your tickets. We'd love to have you. It'll be fun. Sounds good. Cheers. Thanks, man. All right. And... Um, yeah, you could see I, I went to Abbey Road and as I called it a crosswalk, they call it a zebra crossing. Uh, remember, they don't say zebra, they say zebra, like Deborah. And uh, also, if you buy the book London A to Z, it's not as A to Z. It's just little things like that. That's when I tell people that I feel more at home in Germany where I don't speak the language fluently. Because Germany to me is like a really clean America. It really does feel like America... Except everything's clean. <laughs> and then England is so weird. Even though I speak the language, it is so not America. It's really weird. But I love it. I love it all. Anvil, make sure to check it out. When we come back, we'll get out onto the bay with Karen Lyle and salesporttalk.com. I wonder if I'd 
This is Karen Lyle with a Treasure Island Museum Spotlight, brought to you in partnership with the Academy of Art University School of Multimedia Communications. Today's interview is with Thomas Kewen, who was a flight engineer on the Pan Am Clipper flying boats that took off from Treasure Island on their way to the Far East. A seaplane named China Clipper made the first trip. The publicity for that flight caused all flying boats on that air route to become known popularly as China Clippers. When a giant four-motor, 26-ton flying boat takes off... Well, I was a flight engineer for Pan American. Uh, basically, uh, as an aeronautical engineer, and a licensed aircraft mechanic. And on the airplane, the pilots held the wheel and steered the airplanes, and the engineer operated the engines and the air conditioning systems, the electric systems. Sort of like the engineer on an ocean liner, same idea. But with a big four-engine airplane, there were so many complicated systems that the, Panama, the, the pilots didn't have time to fool with that. They just flew the airplane. And uh, the engineer took care of the chores. This China Clipper was the first of three Martin M130 four-engine flying boats built for Pan American Airways. It was used to inaugurate the first commercial Trans-Pacific Air Service from San Francisco to Manila in November 1935. My first trip to Hawaii uh, was in August of 1943 on the China Clipper. It took 22 and a half hours to get from San Francisco to Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. 22 and a half hours. But we had a, a double crew and we had some bunks where we could take a nap. But it was still a long, long ride. The initial flight carried only airmail. Passenger service began in October 1936 with three clippers. They flew from San Francisco Bay to Pearl Harbor, Midway Atoll, Wake Island, to Guam, and to Manila Bay. That took six days of approximately 60 hours of flying time at a cruising speed of 130 miles per hour. For more information on the free lectures on Treasure Island, visit www.treasureislandmuseum.org. This is Karen Lyle with the Treasure Island Museum Spotlight. All right, it is Tuesday at 9.40 a.m. out here in San Francisco. And this is when we check in with our friend Karen Lyle, co-hosting the segment with me from salesportstalk.com as we uh, get on the uh, seven seas. Karen, how you doing? I'm doing just fantastic. Um, how, and and we, are, we are co-hosting Salesport Talk show together for 182 shows now. 182 shows. Well, let's bring in our guest. It's David Perry, a great name for someone who is a mariner. 
He is the maritime historian and has been on our guest before. He has recently wrote a uh, fiction murder mystery that has been getting very uh, uh, good reviews uh, as well. And um, let's, David, first of all, welcome back to the uh, show. Um, what is it to go from your interest in maritime history to a murder mystery? Does this murder mystery happen on board a ship, may I ask? Uh, well, first of all, ahoy, and uh, thanks for acknowledging my maritime heritage, Commodore and uh, Perry and his brother, Oliver Hazard Perry. I do appreciate that. This particular mystery upon this rock takes place in a small Italian town called Orvieto, and uh, it's been getting incredible reviews, bestseller, and actually currently it's being turned into a screenplay. And then uh, hopefully soon we'll have someone who options it, which would be uh, wonderful. The next book, however, I will give you a little bit of a secret. I am going to kill someone on a cruise ship. Wow. <laughs> Well, you know, after after having the cruise ships having suffered the um, the the bad rapport from the pandemic breakouts, um, you, now you're going to add a little bit of vinegar to the wound, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, in in between, I'm working on a, a a mystery that's set in a small town in Spain with the same people from upon this rock. But then I decided, you know, with having worked aboard ship and gone around the world almost three times, 75 countries, I think I really need to do kind of an ocean-going murder upon the Orient Express. But there will be no COVID in it, I promise it. I, I don't think anyone wants to read about the last two years, personally. All right, uh, uh, David, right. this is a two-part question. 75 countries, which one is your hidden little prize that people don't know about that you really loved, and then which one was really an open sewer that you never want to go back to? Oh, well, I will never say any country is an open sewer because Lord knows we have enough problems here. But I would say a real surprise for me was the Faroe Islands, which is Mm -hmm. uh, by the country of of Denmark. A lot of people have never been there. And I found it really, really uh, interesting to see how the, uh, the people survive. I learned something because there's been a lot of news about from environmentalists saying, oh, they still kill whales up there. Well, yes, that is true. But... The Faroe Islands is literally in the middle of nowhere in the North Atlantic, and whales are a source of food for them. And I actually tasted whale meat, which tastes like, like beef. So they, they kill it very, very sustainably, and it is a, a, a major food group for this group of islands, which has very, very few people and very, very hard living conditions. Let me just inject, did you know that the Faroe Islands are recognized by FIFA? There are more countries in FIFA than the United Nations, obviously, because England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland are four countries, and and for the UN and the Olympics, it's just Great Britain. But the Faroe Islands have their own soccer team. Yeah, well, my my father-in-law, my husband's uh, father, was big in soccer, and, yep, he knows all about it. If anyone knew that the Faroe Islands had a soccer team besides you, it's my father. (laughs) Okay. Um, David, when you were recently in Orvieto, how did they respond to, because they were the subject of your your first novel, which um, I interviewed you for in 2020, um, how did they respond to having you come back and and what's happened since that novel was published well thanks for asking this year was kind of like last year never happened which i'm sure a lot of us would (laughs) be happy to wish i was supposed to do a special reading and event last summer but this year the mayor of orvieto invited me to give a presentation at the city hall it was a standing room only 
I read from the book, uh, translated one section into Italian. We're in the midst of getting it uh, translated into Italian. And the book is now on sale there in Orvieto. So for me, it was really like a, a homecoming. And the short answer to your question is the people were very, very receptive. I remember one of our favorite restaurants there is called the Restaurant De Carlo. And there is a character in my book named Marco who is... Uh, Let's say he's loosely based physically, at least, on uh, Carlo. So our first day back, we went into the restaurant to eat, and I saw Carlo, and I said, Carlo, how are you doing? And he said, no, in a very thick Italian accent. My name is not Carlo. My name is Marco. He had clearly read the book, and he liked being (laughs) being one of the characters. (laughs) Wow. So how do you make sure that, um, you know, when you're writing something that it's not subconsciously something you heard before, that everything is original because we all are, uh, you know, products of our uh, influences and such things? Well, that's a very good question. And of course, at the, fr- at the very front of my book is what every author who writes fiction should have. This is a work of fiction. And any resemblance to characters living or dead is completely coincidental. Uh, Having said that, there is no character in my book that is uh, based on a real person, quote-unquote, but there are several who are inspired by real incidents, but it is certainly fiction. But to answer your question more directly, sometimes you, or I should say I, have to remind myself I'm not writing about David or Alfredo or a different friend. I'm writing about a character that may look like them or have done something that is inspired by them. So you do have to keep track of it in your brain, and in my case, I keep notes and timelines next to my computer. Well, I might mention, David, that the characters, the the protagonist, the, the couple in your in your book, um, you know, are quite quite charming personalities. And um, are you going to be using these same characters in future books that you write, or is each one going to be unique? No, that's a great question. Um, the, in the next book, which the working title is Thorns of the Fifteen Roses, which is inspired by a real-life horrible massacre during the Spanish Civil War in this tiny town of, of Grasalema in Andalusia, Spain, uh, three of the characters from Upon This Rock go on, and it's eight years later. It takes place actually this summer in 2022. I wanted to set this book completely free of COVID, completely free of mask mandates, completely free of political turmoil, not making a judgment on any of that. I just wanted the story to stand on its, its own. And three of the characters, Adriano and Lee, go on, as does uh, someone who I guess would best be identified as uh, a spy, Magda, also pops up in this book. I think those three characters, Magda, Adriano, and Lee, and maybe some of the others, will appear in all of my books. Have you been approached for the screenplay or the Netflix special yet? Well, the short answer is yes. There's a a screenwriter with a lot of Hollywood credibility here in Southern California. His name is Rodney Vance. He read the book about a year and a half ago and found me online and said, I love the book. This needs to be a movie or a Netflix thing. And he's in the midst of the screenplay now. And then the next part is actually, yes, getting an option and picked up by Netflix or a director. And my hope is because nowadays, as you know, there is such a cry for interesting content. I think it would be perfect as a Netflix series because, uh, as Karen knows, it's a fairly complex story that takes place during different time periods. And I think it would need the longer form of a Netflix or uh, an Amazon Prime special to, to do it justice. So once the screenplay is done, 
light candles. I, I need a producer. If anyone's out there, please call me. Who do you see the uh, the actors? Who do you have any uh, you know uh, anyone in mind? Well, yes, and I can't think of his name now because I'm terrible with actors' names. But the actor that played uh, the young Duke Atreides in the remake of Dune, I think, would make a wonderful Lee. One of you talking about names. Timothy Chalamet? Yes, they, yes, he, uh, he's he, probably he, available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other person may sound a little strange to you, but one of the characters in Upon This Rock, one of my favorite characters, is a 93-year-old woman named LaDonna Volsini, and she is Italian through and through, carries a lot of history uh, in her brain, and uh, she's very, very important to the plot. And I thought, what better to have than an Italian actress of great fame who is actually 93? So I'm hoping for Sophia Loren. Ooh. Or maybe Isabella Rossellini with some makeup. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And then there's also, there's also a wonderful uh, role of uh, a woman called Lady Pegg, who's a gossipy blogger in Orvieto. And that would be tailor-made for someone like a Maggie Smith, or I believe her name is Parker Taylor, or Parker Holland, I get it wrong, the wonderful actress in the TV miniseries Hollywood, something like that. Well, you know, David, one of your um, lead characters was um, very influential in um, in knowing and making networking connections, um, you know, in, in politics and government agencies and so forth. And that's actually coming, I, I can't help but think that's coming a little bit from your experience because that's really who you are in San Francisco. I mean, you know everybody. Well, <laughs> Yeah, the main characters are from San Francisco. One of them is a computer nerd. Uh, one of them is a PR guy, and they run a business together. And they're very connected with San Francisco city politics. They're also 30 years younger than me and my husband, so they're very good looking. Uh, but uh, otherwise, as I say, it's complete fiction. But yes, it, it's hard to to write about something that you don't have experience of. I remember Anne Beattie once said in a lecture I heard in Washington, D.C. when I was a young man, only you can write what only you can write, i.e., you, you have to use your own experience when you're putting together a book. Have you ever been through the tunnels in Orvieto? Oh, are you kidding? Listen, you, you trip upon them. I mean, they, you know, Orvieto is famed for its Etruscan history, and there are many people who still believe that there are Etruscan treasures under every house. And the, the, the joke is, uh, if you ask someone, do they have uh, a, a hidden tunnel under their house? The short answer is everyone does. Uh, it is it is absolutely crisscrossed with hidden tunnels, which are very important to the the plot of the book. David, have you been out on the um, on the water at all since in the last since the last interviewed you a couple of years ago? Boy, and we are looking forward to getting back. We, we did take a cruise earlier this year with a very dear friend of ours, a 91-year-old gentleman, and he wanted to get back on the water. And we took a California coast cruise between Los Angeles and San Francisco. And in November, we'll be taking another one with him down to uh, Mexico. I asked him what, uh, what itinerary he wanted. He says, I don't care. I just love being aboard ship. And <laughs> that's my idea of a good time, too. But as you know, before COVID, once or twice a year, uh, I would get offered a trip in exchange for giving lectures about maritime history. And in December, uh, I will be lecturing aboard Seaborne in the Caribbean, giving maritime lectures and also speaking about my book. 
And then in April, uh, we'll actually be getting a free transatlantic cruise in exchange for giving lectures on maritime history. So you don't get money, but you do get a free trip. And for me, there's nothing better than talking about ships on a ship. There he is, soon to have an obelisk in Union Square right next to the other Perry. It is David Perry, maritime historian and author extraordinaire. David, congratulations on the efforts, and uh, let's catch up down the road. I look forward to it. Thank you all very much. Ahoy. And uh, Karen, Thank as, you, David. Karen, as always, thanks for checking in. Well, it's always my pleasure, and I'll be seeing you next week. All right, sounds good. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a break, and we'll come back on Sports Byline. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top-rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 
That's 800-817-2968. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. (laughs) We all have our idiosyncrasies. you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face, he would clown you. All right, thank you for that. The uh, NFL has suspended Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver one game without pay for what they call violations of unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct. If you saw the game between the Saints and the Bucks, or even if you didn't, you just saw the highlight, there was a bit of a brawl, and Mike Evans ran in from the sideline kind of uh, out of the corner of his eye, uh, the, it was too late for the Saints. I think it was Lattimore. Anyway, he just got short, a forearm shiver uh, to the ground. This is the uh, letter from the NFL to Evans. Quote, after a play had ended, you were walking toward your sidelines. When you noticed your teammates engaged in a confrontation with Saints players, you ran toward the area of the field and violently threw your body into and struck an unsuspecting opponent who was part of the confrontation. You knocked your opponent to the ground in a melee ensued involving players from both teams, and your aggressive conduct could have caused serious injury to your opponent and clearly does not reflect the high standards of sportsmanship expected of a professional. Uh, Evans um, can appeal if he want under the rules of the uh, CBA, and uh, the uh, appeal will be heard by either Derek Brooks or James Thrash. How about that? They will hear it. <clears throat> Could you imagine Derek Brooks saying that something super violent wasn't okay? <laughs> or James Thrash. I always love that name. Um, I, I, I didn't think he deserved a one-game suspension. I think it deserved him getting his ass thrown out of that game. Absolutely, and it was. Then you forfeit your check. I just don't think it deserved yet another game suspension, but whatever. The NFL is cracking down, y'all. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We got another hour to go. We got Nigella Lawson uh, standing in the wings here coming up in less than 15 minutes. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second on Sports Byline. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has ripped the hypocrisy of his critics being more outraged at Martha's Vineyard than the drugs and death the open border has caused. Where's that fentanyl coming from? Over the it's coming over the open southern border. It's only when 50 get put into Martha's Vineyard, which 
wasn't saying they didn't want this. They said they wanted this. They said they were a sanctuary jurisdiction. These were people who were basically destitute and then put in a situation where they could have succeeded, but that was all virtue signaling. And not only did they not welcome them, they deported them the next day with the National Guard. Give me a break. Hurricane Fiona strengthened into a Category 3 storm on Tuesday morning, packing 115-mile-an-hour winds as it neared the Turks-Caicos Islands. The deadly storm is the first major hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. It should skirt past mainland USA and go into Nova Scotia, Canada by the weekend. The National Association of Home Builders is reporting the U.S. housing market is in the middle of a deep recession. That could put pressure on the Federal Reserve to ease up on interest rate hikes when they meet this week. Homebuilder confidence declined for a ninth straight month in September as surging mortgage rates and steep prices pushed many buyers out of the market. Mark Zandi from Moody's Analytics on CBS News. So it's really a matter of affordability. Uh, so at the current mortgage rate of over 6%, you know, you multiply that by the current house price. It's just you come up with a monthly mortgage payment that just most households that are potential first-time home buyers just can't afford, so they can't buy. Russian-controlled regions of eastern and southern Ukraine announced plans Tuesday to start voting this week to become a part of Russia. The scheduling of referendums, which Ukraine and Western nations call illegal, starts Friday. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2 neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. This week on the Greenstock Journal. President Biden has declared the pandemic over in the United States, even as the number of Americans who have died from COVID continues to rise. Statistics show that over 400 Americans on average are dying from the virus each day. But someone higher up than President Biden corrected his statement to mainstream media, saying the comments did not signal a change in policy and there were no plans to lift the ongoing COVID-19 public health emergency. The World Health Organization announced on Tuesday an outbreak of Ebola has been declared in Uganda after health authorities confirmed a rare Sudan strain. A 24-year-old man showed symptoms and later died. A Bear County, Texas sheriff announced Monday he's opening an investigation into flights Florida Governor Ron DeSantis arranged last week that took some 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane. Uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have. All the illegal immigrants were removed from Martha's Vineyard by the National Guard that was called in. 
The move was to highlight the millions of illegal immigrants that have invaded the United States in the past 11 months. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay? Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Coming up next, Nigella Lawson, also Robert Cool Bell. Let's groove tonight. And you look All right. Uh, 1-800-87-A-PLAY. Let's talk some sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, critical about chess checkers, rugby, cricket. You know, <clears throat> when I... Um, Worked for the FM station here for nine years. They always had direct TV in their in our green rooms. So the two different studios we had, once south of Market and uh, once in the CBS building here for a few years. But direct TV is the biggest piece of crap I've ever seen. We used to have it here as well. It is such garbage, unless they want to sponsor my show. The remote, it's the most user-unfriendly thing, and then you'll search for something. It takes forever, and then it's like, what are you doing? It's like, if there's a soccer game on, you put in soccer, and it will recommend some, like, half-hour weekly show. It's like, no, the soccer that's on right now, it just sucks. Well, if you have NFL Sunday Ticket on DirecTV, the basic package is $293.96. I bring that up because Sunday there was an outage that lasted an hour and a half. An hour and a half. The early games, right about the beginning of the fourth quarter, they went out. 
And their statement is, we will begin to reach out to our customers who are unable to stream some of the games Sunday to let them know we will automatically reimburse them for week two. We apologize to our customers for their experience and inconvenience. Do you know what they're reimbursing you? $16.33, which you would gladly exchange to watch the game you wanted to watch. So whenever I see someone's like, hey, would you direct, they, you know, they say well, Comcast, Dish, Network, you know, now all the streaming services, Fubo, Yahoo, whatever, Hulu. Don't ever get direct TV. <laughs> Man, I am not surprised. Other than that, everything's great. All right, we'll take a break. The great Nigella Lawson on the other side. Come on back. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus, four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-378-3508. 800-378-3508. That's 800-378-3508. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Other banks go out of their way to make redeeming credit card rewards needlessly complicated, like how they require minimums or force you to use your rewards before reaching some arbitrary expiration date. But Discover isn't like that. With Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. So you'll never have to jump through hoops. Unless you're like a trapezist, then by all means, go right ahead. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms apply. 
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey. Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show the great Nigella Lawson and uh, star of TV and books and so many other things when it comes to the culinary arts. She has a tour entitled Cook, Eat, Repeat. It'll be right here at the Curran Theater, one night only, Monday, November 14th at 7 o'clock, and you can get the tickets at sfcurran.com. Nigella, welcome to the show, and I've spent a lot of time in England. I was trying to explain just what a big star you are internationally, but in England, can you walk down the street without being mobbed? <laughs> Do you know, yes, although I have to, I can. Um I'm, I'm, my laziness is always greater than my vanity. So I'm off, you know, I tend to sort of wander about with my hair in a clip and no makeup on. So you never know how lucky no one would recognize me anyway. Uh, but no, uh, yes, I can. And, you know, the, one of the things about writing about food or talking about food is that if people do come up often, it's so much, you know, often they share something they've cooked or they, you talk in a way that, that is really quite life enhancing. It's not like I'm an unapproachable star of anything because I'm not that. I'm I'm someone they've seen in the kitchen cooking or have my books and know how I talk and have something they want to share with me. And that I, I like that. It's a, it's a, a true exchange. I told a few of my friends in England I'd have you on the show, and they were over the moon. And, and my <laughs> my friend in Harpenden said, oh, Nigella, she gets very sensual when she talks about food. Well, food is does occupy the realm of the senses. You know, when you cook, you have to use your senses and be alert. You know, when you're making bread, the dough starts feeling different in your fingers. When you fry an onion, it sounds different at the beginning is when it's more cooked. And when you cook, you can really immerse yourself in in that. And of course, food is about taste, but it is also about aroma and the texture. And so you really have to, you have to let that dominate. And I think that's why a lot of people find comfort in cooking, if it's not that sort of try hard, um, stress, as I think of it, as stress to impress, um, which is always a, it, it, which is lowering really, and doesn't really add up to much in the you know to human happiness. But I think it, the, normally when you cook, you're you know we live so much in our heads, and you're fizzing and popping, and you've got emails coming in and texts and WhatsApp, and you just to put your phone down, turn it off, don't get distracted. And then you just give way to the senses as you cook and become taken away from all those sort of, uh, I always think of them, you know, there's a poem called a rondo when certain lines are repeated as you go on in in different orders. And that's what some of our thoughts are like at the end of a working day. So I think it's quite good then 
to get away from words and thought and just exist in true spontaneous reactions. Oh dear, that needs more salt. That's smelling like it, it, that's smelling so gorgeous. And I can smell the cumin I put in there and I can, that garlic and lemon zest is coming out. So you're, you're living in a world that gets in below language, of course, to talk about food, you have to use language or to write about food and then you have to use it in a slightly different way. Sometimes I think you do need to be lyrical. There are times when you have to be brisk and matter of fact, but it does allow for a certain amount of lyricism as well. If I may ask, I know when you were at Oxford, you read medieval languages and I was trying to think. And outside. modern. And modern. I, was, <laughs> I did allow modern. for modern languages too. Yeah. Um, but just the question is a history buff that is as the nobleman spoke French and the church spoke Latin Middle English was that kind of an amalgamation of, of a Germanic language well yes it was in many sense but because I didn't read English literature but foreign languages it's really a question of you and, and if you do read English you you start with Beowulf but but I think what is in important is to understand how a language comes to be and what is written, uh, you know, how things are written. So, of course, you need to understand Latin if you're doing the the Romance languages. And then from then you have to understand Provencal, which is um, you, you really, you know, what they spoke in France in the 12th century, I will, in certain parts of France, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all have, because you have, you just have to. Now, it's not the sense that you become an absolute expert, but you do have to understand how language develops. You're, and, yes. And that's, and I think that, you know, it, it weighs with me or in, in a pleasant way, or it, it, it's still part of my way of thinking when I read recipes or about food, because that develops and I, that develops and that changes and some things go back to what they were. But in a way, you, it, it's good to be able to see things through a bigger lens sometimes. Your time in Florence and the, the yes. Tuscan food and uh, on the Ponte Vecchio, going to the little stalls and whatever you did, your time in Firenze, how did, how did that influence? Yeah, well, I was, mm-hmm. you know, I, I went, when I went, because I wanted to re- study Italian when I went to Oxford too, and I did my entrance paper because I'm so old, you had to do an exam to get in then, uh, in French and German. And But I thought, I've done French for a long time. I don't, I'd like to do something different. And I sort of pretended I'd go into the British Institute or something. But in fact, I was a chambermaid. And I'd always said, I don't mind how I earn my money when I go to Florence. I'll do anything. Uh, I'll do absolutely anything, maybe not clean lavatories lose toilets whatever you want to call them and obviously that was what I ended up doing but I enjoyed working in the pensione uh being a chambermaid it, you know your job your job's finished quite early most days and um <laughs> and I you know with the nonna there in the kitchen in the pensione was straight from central casting and she wasn't meant to allow me into the kitchen in the daytime because it was private you know private family area but she didn't like me by herself so she would get me in when her son and daughter-in-law had left and I would go in there and cook with her and I really and you learn you learn a lot by being in a kitchen talking to someone as they cook and being asked to help uh, it was a very formative experience uh, 
And I had been terribly shy until then, but I had to speak in Italian and I developed a slightly more open demonstrative um, and buoyant way of speaking in Italian as you have to. And that, that, so I, so that helped as well. I do have uh, time for one more question, and this is from one of my listeners who is interested in how you incorporate your diet for uh, gluten-free people who need that. Well, I, when I, for example, in this book, I'm talking about cook, eat, repeat. Every single bit of baking was tested uh, to see whether it would be work gluten-free and how to adapt it, because I'm very mindful that people want that. And most things can be adapted. I failed singularly with bread. I made bread with just about every flour imaginable, and they all tasted good. Mm-hmm. I have never yet managed to get a palatable gluten-free bread out mm-hmm. of my kitchen. Mm-hmm. I know people have better luck with bread machines. I don't have a bread machine because I I like doing the kneading by hand. That's the pleasure of it. Uh, but that's what I haven't managed. But most things are manageable. Nigella Lawson, uh, you can see the knowledge, the charm. She's certainly not shy now because she will be at the Current Theater on Monday, November 14th at 7 p.m. You can get your tickets now at sfcurrent.com. Nigella, thank you so much for coming on the show, and I hope you have a great time when you're in town here. Oh, I sure will, and thank you so much. It's been lovely chatting to you. All right, cheers. I'm Rick Tittle. We will take a quick break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free 
pricing information. 800-915-9654 That's 800-915-9654 No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose 3 to 5 pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us? We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, Call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Wait! She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Thank you for that. And welcome back to the program. You know, what's interesting, um, too, about Nigella Lawson, and I didn't bring it up, but she is the daughter of the former chancellor of the Exchequer, which is one of my favorite titles of all time when it comes to uh, just titles. <laughs> Chancellor of the Exchequer, or as they just say, Chancellor. You can, uh, And basically what it is is that you're the Secretary of the Treasury, if you want to put it in our terms. I say ours. American, there's no reason to go to a foreign country. we got all the hot dogs and hamburgers right here and barbecue. All right. That is true to a certain extent. We do have all the hot dogs and barbecue right here. <laughs> we don't need to go to another place. But the fact that she was in a pensione, which is, I stayed in a pensione, I stayed in a couple of pensiones, and they are just flop houses. And the fact that she didn't use her connections, the, the chancellor of the exchequer is third in line to run the country. It's the PM, it's the deputy prime minister, and then the chancellor. And uh, they're at 11 Downing. 10 Downing Street is the PM. 11 Downing is the chancellor of the exchequer. And I actually walked by 10 Downing one time and there was one single Bobby outside, which is pretty amazing. And... I was watching some of Queen Elizabeth's... I'll get to sports here in a second, I think. 
but I was watching some of Queen Elizabeth's uh, funeral, uh, the video uh, later, and watching all the former PMs sitting together, Tony Blair, Gordon Brown, David Cameron, Theresa May, there's Boris Johnson coming in with the hair, and then the the royals, and it's such a dichotomy between born into power and elected into power. It's very... um, it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy. But anyway, I do like the pomp and circumstance. You know, the removing of the scepter from the coffin that was given to her in 1952, the removing of the the orb, which was the, the earth with a cross on it, to remind you that Christ is the king and not you. You're not the queen. He is. And then the crown. <clears throat> um, but here's the thing. People were asking me, because apparently I'm in charge, uh, when King Charles's coronation is, and it's going to be probably next summer. I mean, Elizabeth had to wait a year before she had her formal coronation. Literally a year. They have to get, it's going to take a long time. It's, it's sort of like saying, how fast can you set up an Olympics? Now, it's not that involved, but it's close. They did set up a funeral pretty quickly, but no, it's probably at, at earliest it would be the spring, but I would probably suspect sometime in June or July next year that King Charles III will put the crown on his head. And I saw that old little wooden chair in there that has been used since Ethelred the Unready or whoever it is. All right. <clears throat> By the way, did you like my question about Middle English? That's what I was really going for. All right, let's go to the phone lines, and we have Vince and Lafayette. Go ahead, Vince. Hey, how you doing? Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Sharks. Yes. Um, I know. Uh, it looks like uh, T.O. Meyer will probably have to get traded because Logan Couture and Carlson said uh, they're not going to waive their no-trade clause. So the only uh, person left is um, Thomas Hurdle, and he just signed the contract. So... You know, they, they only have $260,000, you know, so they can't even bring up, like, four of their rookies, um, the guys that just drafted a guy from last year, because they go into NHL contracts. So they're going to have to trade T.O. Meyer, I would say, probably the next few months. before, Otherwise, they can't bring him up. So that they just put – they were put in a bad situation. I wish they didn't sign Thomas Hurdle because they would have had a um, – they would have had the um, contract space and this – because Tia Meyer, to me, is one of my favorite players. But I don't see how they could do it unless, you know, that happens. Do you see that the same way, or do you see it any different? I certainly hope not. I love Timo Meyer. I think they really need him. Yeah, but they're going to have to trade somebody. You know, <laughs> that's the problem. They're, they're, they're in a bad situation. The only other person is Thomas Hurdle. I mean, Logan said no, and Carlson said no. And um, the other guy, I'm trying to think, Pickles, he's not worth it. Paper he's printed on, so um, that's the only problem. So I don't know what they're going to do. I unless Tio Meyer signs a contract where it's uh, you know back ended, you know where the um, the front end is lower and the back end is higher, they could possibly do that if they wanted to squeeze them in there. They're still going to have to get rid of somebody because um, they have like uh, like the gentleman that played in the um, in the, uh, not the Olympics, but the juniors. He was like the leading scorer for the U.S. He can't even get called up this year because of the um, there's no room, you know. There's because and that and that the guy from uh, 
year year ago that they signed. He's in the minors. He wants to get called up this year. So neither one of those players can until he moves somebody. So I don't know. That's the thing that's bothered me. The other thing I was going to ask you on the 49ers, uh, with the quarterback situation, um, Garoppolo obviously won again. You know, he has a very high winning percentage. He takes him to the Super Bowl. What are they going to do? Sign him long term and trade Lance or trade or let Garoppolo go? No, they, Garoppolo is gone and Trey Lance is back. I, I just, I mean, they'll, they'll say thanks for the ring, Jimmy G. Now get out. And then if he keeps losing, they're going to be screwed. I mean, I, I don't know. I think sometimes it's better to, to cut your losses. It's like a stock. You buy a bad stock, um, the way you lose a lot of money is you hang on it longer and longer. The ones that are winners cut their losses and move on. And that, I, I'm not, um, I, I'm not impressed with Trey Lance at all. I think they should have. I wouldn't have done that trade anyway. But if I would have done it, I would have taken um, the Chicago's quarterback from Ohio State. I would have taken him. Yeah, and he looks the, he looks I, I, he looks lame too. Yeah, but but he would have. But this guy would have been available. I'm sure where, where the 49ers drafted. Or I would take Matt Jones if he wasn't, um, and just had him as my backup. You know for. Uh, Garoppolo. I just think Garoppolo is a really good quarterback. Uh, they were talking to the gentleman on Sunday Night Football, the guy, the Kansas City former quarterback. He was talking about, you look at the winning percentage of Garoppolo, it's one of the highest in football. I mean, and then you look at when they're not, when he's not in the lineup, the, the 49ers have one of the worst records in the NFL. So, I mean, so you can't say it's not him that's leading the team. I mean, you got to start looking at the facts, and the facts are he's a winner, and everybody else is not, you know. So I don't know. I mean, if they win the Super Bowl this year, I think they're going to be. I think they're. Gonna, I mean, the Philadelphia ran them out of town, so I don't know. Maybe uh, when they had a quarterback like that, so I don't know what they're going to do. But I like Tropolo. I think he's a really good quarterback. Um, I think Lance was stupid to draft because he's not. I, I to me, I I mean, I know Buffalo got that great quarterback, but to me, I want the guys to play on a great uh, team. That, that see a lot of action. That's the type of one I'm going to draft. I'm not going to draft somebody from no name college. I mean, um, and then the last thing with the Raiders, um, that was the most heartbreaking loss that I could remember. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm still upset with it. Yep. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, how do you, how do you think their team responds from that? Uh, I don't know. It's, uh, you're right. I mean, it's about as deflating as it could possibly be. Um, I don't really look for them to bounce back. They're on the road to Tennessee. Tennessee is 0-2. They were way better than the Raiders last year. I think Tennessee wins that game. There's no way I'm picking the Raiders to win that game. Crap. I mean, I, I'm going to throw up. I, I, I know the Raiders, you know, is like is the one that dumps you all the time. I still love of the team. I can't stop loving the Raiders. I mean, I don't care. They could move to Iraq as far as I'm concerned. I still follow them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, you, you, just, you just can't stop it. Once you're a fan for life, unless you're a fraud, you just don't stop being a fan. I don't mm-hmm. know how you do that. I don't either. Um, but I'll be a Raiders fan. I'll be a Raiders fan to the day I die. And I, I love their stadium. Oh, one last thing I was going to say. I went to uh, Texas, Dallas last week. I got to see the A's play uh, the Texas Rangers. That, that stadium is absolutely gorgeous i mean it's way better than uh at&t park i guess where they call that the one in san francisco mm. I, i'm not sure it's at&t anymore but i love i mean that park is so great i sat right behind home plate 
They were $150 seats, uh, a stuff hub. I bought them for $15. A lot of people were, were telling me how cheap because, you know, both teams stink, and the people, the season ticket holders, are dumping them. So I got $15. Well, it was actually 27 with service fees, but I got to see the A's uh, win that game when they came back oh, one in the night. That's so great. That's I, cool. Yeah, I, I like to get a, a yeah, when I have more time. I got to run to a break, though, Vince. But thanks for the call, man. Yeah, take care. All right. Thank you. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with Robert Cool Bell. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800 754 45 That's 800-754-4531. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 514 0521. 800 514 0521. That's 800 514 0521. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Do you want to get out? What you going to do? 
All right, thank you for that. A little cool in the gang, the soundtrack of my childhood. And on that note, it is really cool with a K to bring in our next guest, Robert Cool Bell. And he's here to talk about his uh, champagne meet and greet uh, tonight at Swahili Village in Newark down there on 2 Center Street and talk about Le Cool Champagne, a true taste of Kenya. Robert, welcome to the show, man. Tell us a little bit more about uh, Le Cool. Well, it happened about maybe five years ago. I was doing a tour in France, and the show was sold out. And then the, um, the promoter said, well, what do you think about uh, selling some champagne uh, at the concert, at the show? Well, I said, I don't know if my fans want to buy a bottle of champagne at the concert. They want T-shirts and caps and stuff like that. I said, but what I want to do is get on the shelves. He said, oh? I said, yeah. <laughs> Let me get on the shelves. I came up with this idea of Le Coup Champagne. Of course, I was touring in France. Champagne country and Rims is right north from Paris. And I ended up cutting a deal with the Bertolt family and came up with Le Coup Champagne. Very cool. Um when I think about your upbringing, originally from Ohio, then Jersey City, you get to New York, your dad, your uncle are boxers, but you're in the same apartness building as with Thelonious Monk, and then Miles Davis would come by because of the boxing. How did those two things, boxing and music, kind of meld together for you and your family? Yeah, well, my father, you know, my father uh, was a uh, top five uh, featherweight, lightweight um, and my uncle uh, also was a uh, middleweight, and uh, he, he fought uh, Sugar Ray Robinson and uh, hmm. Sugar Ray, and he won that. Well, they say he won that fight, but um, at that time you had to knock the champ out. He didn't do that. Uh, his name was uh, uh, Tommy Bell. So I, I kind of see you know because my my father was fighting a lot of uh, Cuban fighters. And during that time before the uh, the sanctions, you had people uh, traveling to Cuba, uh, like Miles Davis and Dizzy Gillespie and a lot of uh, cowboys. All those guys was uh, hanging out in Cuba. You know, the same thing with uh, with Mike Tyson and all the artists used to hang around with Mike Tyson or or, Flo- or Floyd Mayweather. It's that thing between you know music and uh, and uh, and boxing. I think it's interesting with Cool and the Gang, you finally get an album, and it's instrumental. And then somebody said, how come you ain't got a singer? I mean, how, how did that work out? Which album are we talking about, though? The very first album you did, uh, 1970, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah. Cool and the Gang by Cool and the Gang. Yeah, but um, we didn't have any singers in the group. It was all instrumental, you know? Uh, our horns are like our singers. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they played the melody, the grooves. We played the grooves, they played the melody. And we didn't get a singer. We started fooling around with it. You know, we had songs like uh, 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 Jungle Boogie. But Hollywood Swingin' did have a lead singer on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, other chance songs like Funky Man, Funky Stuff. And it wasn't until um, 1979 when J.T. Taylor joined the band. And... We came out with all the hits of the 80s. How did you, I would think about the funk of the 70s and then how it kind of moved a little bit more into the 80s. How did you guys sort of evolve as bands do through those times? 
Well, um, when JT joined the band, um, uh, that's when we started doing more songs uh, with vocals. I mean, uh, now we have a singer. We started writing, like, late night or too hot. You know, Cherish. Um, we didn't have a singer before. So that combination of what we did in the 70s, which is more, you know, uh, Jungle Boogie and Hollywood Swinging and mm-hmm. and then what happened in the 80s, you know, gave us a combination of funk. I guess you call it funk, pop, and roll. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more questions for uh, Robert Cool Bell. Le Cool is the champagne that he's got tonight at Swahili Village in Newark. Um, you know, Hollywood swinging, I think about Busta Rhymes sampling that, you know, Ladies Night is in, you know, you see it in commercials. Uh, when when people, you know how much you're part of Americana, when people sample your songs and they want it in commercials, uh, is that kind of a, a, like a, an homage to the band? Do you appreciate all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, because um, there's so many different types of groups have been sampling our music over the years. You know, you got Will Smith did Summer Madness, became a number one director, and he went on to the movie business. <laughs> it was summertime. And then, uh, you know, Diddy with uh, Hollywood Swinging. Um, there were samples on Madonna's uh, records, on uh, Jackson records, where producers take the guitar part of the lick. Uh, and uh, a part of their production, you know. So, you know, uh, a band starting, uh, you know, in the seventies and just, you know, playing funk and, and chants, uh, we're on it. I'm using now. People are into it. But I think a lot of the hip hop artists, because of, um, you know, our music back in the seventies didn't really have any singing in. Mm-hmm. They can get a few different parts. Oh. Uh, I hear that guitar part. I'm gonna take that. Oh, that drum beat is nice. The thing is not in the way. Hey, what else can I get? <laughs> right, and I'm thinking about when the Brazilian producer Yumer Deodata came in. What what were some of the things that he was injecting into the the sound of the band? Well, when uh, we started working with uh, Yumer, uh, Yumer, um, he um, well, we thought because of his jazz background, you know, coming out of Brazil that we were going to stay a little more jazzier. So <laughs> when we got with uh, Diazalo, he said, well, listen, we're going to make some commercial music now. <laughs> you know, he said, uh, those, jazz, those jazz riffs and everything. Mm-hmm. He said, that's all good. But we'll keep it on tape for uh, another time. <laughs> this is what we're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> he broke it down back to his uh, It became hits like uh, Celebration and Too Hot and you know, get down on it, uh, reggae dancing. Do you know uh, at the Oakland A's, still to this day, going back to the Billy Ball days in the early 80s, that when they win a game, they play Celebration? Yeah, they're still doing that, then, huh? They're still doing it at Oakland. That is that they tried to change it a few years ago, and the players almost had a stampede, and they brought it back. You know, something like that was going on, although they lost it the last night to the Buffalo Bills. That the, the Tennessee Titans, but um, uh, when they won the game, they would go into the locker room and sing celebration. Mm-hmm. So one day, uh, ESPN hired us to go in, and we surprised them when they came in, and <laughs> we were celebration. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that would have been cool to do it out here. The other question I wanted to ask you: Was there, is there, 
a real Joanna? Well, <laughs> Joanna started off as um, our late guitarist, uh, Charles Smith. And uh, he wanted to write a song about his mother. Mm. And he called it Dear Ma. So we're in the studio. We're trying to work it out. I said, Dear Ma, that ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> so we said, well, come on, what's up? We said, the other guy said, well, what about Joanna? Okay, so let's try Joanna. And yeah, Joanna. Hey. And it worked, became one of the most popular songs that the year that came, uh, Joanna came out. No, it's such a great song. You have so many great songs that are just timeless. And that's the other question. So many players in the group at any one time, as many as eight or nine. And I think about bands. I mean, even the Beatles ended up breaking up. How did you guys all get along? Well, you know, it was uh, up and down, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, for every argument, there's an agreement, you know. Um, so... We worked it out, man, you know, all the way up until today. You know, there's only two um, remaining members now. It's myself and George Brown. Hmm. I lost my brother two years ago, uh, Dennis Thomas a year ago, and then all the other guys many years ago. We're the last two that are standing, as they say. <laughs> well, you were cool. George was funky, right? Yeah, say the drum. yeah they, a lot of his drum beats was, was sampled by a lot of groups. Funky Brown. Uh, can you, I mean, Cool Bell is a cool name, but Funky Brown. That is, you gotta be a, a you gotta be famous if your name's Funky Brown, right? <laughs> they call them those those uh, hip hoppers. They love those beats. <laughs> All right, so Le Cool, your own champagne. Tell us a little bit more about how the how it tastes, how it got started, and. Uh, and uh, what it's all about. Well, we have uh, four brands now. We have a Grand Cru. Mm -hmm. We have a Rosé. We have a Blanc de Blanc. And we got a surprise coming out next month. And we call it uh, the first link. It's a mixture of uh, Rosé. And we know the ladies love Rosé. I ain't talking about no Prosecco. Before I let you go, I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but out of all your songs, which one do you have a very favorite one? Oh, that's a hard one. But uh, I would say a couple. Ladies' Night. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I was hanging out in New York at 354. We realized that every Friday night, every weekend, was a ladies' night. Now, this was uh, when J.T. Taylor had joined the band and we put together that first album. So I came back to, to the guys and said, listen, I got an idea. It what? Let's call this song Ladies' Night. So my brother and the guy said, yeah, there's a ladies' night everywhere. And we didn't know that record was going to be, you know, the first big record with J.T. Uh, Frankie Crocker, the late Frankie Crocker, wrote that record in New York. And then, then it spread, you know. And then I guess, uh, yeah, I got some of madness celebration. But ladies night, I would say ladies night. Great stuff from Robert Cool Bell. Check him out tonight at Swahili Village there at 2 Center Street in Newark. And um, it's a champagne meet and greet. Robert, uh, great stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. 
Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then, if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I joined the Army because my father and my brother were in the Army. I thought I'd better join before I got drafted. Son, uh, there ain't no draft no more. There was one? 
tittle always goes commando. All right, uh, thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. A couple minutes left in hour number two of three. This guy, Todd Bowley, who owns the Dodgers, he took over at Chelsea, and he said, this is dumb, we should have an all-star game. And people said, what? And he goes, yeah, we made $200 million from uh, a home run derby and all-star game. We should have it. And people asked him, well, what do you mean? He goes, north versus south. And so he's been in England for five minutes. Jurgen Klopp, the German manager of Liverpool, he said, maybe he can explain that. I'm not sure people want to see that. Manchester United players, Liverpool players, Everton players all together. Newcastle and Sunderland players together. The London guys, Arsenal and Tottenham, playing together. Did he really say that? (laughs) He said, in American sports, players have four-month breaks. We don't. Uh, And then Bully said, well, everybody likes the idea of more revenue for the league. Goodness gracious. This guy is so humiliating. First of all, he has a fantastic manager who won him the champ won him won Chelsea the Champions League last calendar year. And then he comes out and fires the guy after a couple of games and then says, hey, "When do we have an All-Star game? Why don't you shut up?" is what I'm trying to say. Why don't you just shut the hell up? It's one thing for Americans, uh, you know, like the Glazers. The Glazers are humiliating just to look at because they refuse to even comb their hair. (laughs) They really are gross. But this bully guy, he just comes in. He's there for five minutes. And why don't we do an all-star game, North versus South? He just doesn't understand. Arsenal and Tottenham players don't play together unless they're playing for their national teams. He's just an idiot. Why don't you read the room? Why don't you hang around for a few years and try to figure things out? Just, it just, I don't know. Rich guys, sometimes they're embarrassing. What am I going to say? I'm Rick Tittle. We're going to take a break and come back with another hour on Byline. Radio News with Lance Pride. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has ripped the hypocrisy of his critics being more outraged at Martha's Vineyard than the drugs and death the open border has caused. Where's that fentanyl coming from? Over the it's coming over the open southern border. It's only when 50 get put into Martha's Vineyard, which wasn't saying they didn't want this. They said they wanted this. They said they were a sanctuary jurisdiction. These were people who were basically destitute and then put in a situation where they could have succeeded, but that was all virtue signaling. And not only did they not welcome them, they deported them the next day with the National Guard. Give me a break. Hurricane Fiona strengthened into a Category 3 storm on Tuesday morning, 
packing 115-mile-an-hour winds as it neared the Turks-Caicos Islands. The deadly storm is the first major hurricane of the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season. It should skirt past mainland USA and go into Nova Scotia, Canada by the weekend. The National Association of Home Builders is reporting the U.S. housing market is in the middle of a deep recession. That could put pressure on the Federal Reserve to ease up on interest rate hikes when they meet this week. Homebuilder confidence declined for a ninth straight month in September as surging mortgage rates and steep prices pushed many buyers out of the market. Mark Zandi from Moody's Analytics on CBS News. So it's really a matter of affordability. Uh, so at the current mortgage rate of over 6%, you know, you multiply that by the current house price. It's just you come up with a monthly mortgage payment that just most households that are potential first-time homebuyers just can't afford, so they can't buy. Russian-controlled regions of eastern and southern Ukraine announced plans Tuesday to start voting this week to become a part of Russia. The scheduling of referendums, which Ukraine and Western nations call illegal, starts Friday. USA Radio News. This week on the Greenstock Journal, we're looking at public companies dedicated to environmentally friendly alternative energy sources. Blue Biofuels, trading under the symbol BIOF, has developed and patented a technology that can convert ordinary plant materials such as king grass, sugarcane bagasse, and farm waste into sugars that are used to create ethanol and sustainable aviation fuels. Blue Biofuels does this in a CO2 neutral and environmentally friendly manner. With the Ukraine war leading to grain shortages and record high corn prices, Blue Biofuels offers an alternative to corn-based ethanol by using plant-based waste. There are limitations in the amount of corn available for fuel, whereas there is sufficient plant-based feedstock suitable for the BIOF process to replace half the fossil fuels used in the U.S. Technologies like Blue Biofuels could be the answer that brings about a biofuels revolution, producing billions of gallons a year, making green energy production finally a reality. Do your research now on BIOF. For more on this story, visit GreenStockJournal.com. This week on the Greenstock Journal. President Biden has declared the pandemic over in the United States, even as the number of Americans who have died from COVID continues to rise. Statistics show that over 400 Americans on average are dying from the virus each day. But someone higher up than President Biden corrected his statement to mainstream media, saying the comments did not signal a change in policy and there were no plans to lift the ongoing COVID-19 public health emergency. The World Health Organization announced on Tuesday an outbreak of Ebola has been declared in Uganda after health authorities confirmed a rare Sudan strain. A 24-year-old man showed symptoms and later died. A Bear County, Texas sheriff announced Monday he's opening an investigation into flights Florida Governor Ron DeSantis arranged last week that took some 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Uh, as we understand it, 48 migrants were uh, lured, I will use the word lured, uh, under false pretenses uh, into, into staying at a hotel for a couple of days. Uh, they were taken by airplane. At a certain point, they were shuttled to an airplane uh, where they were flown to Florida and then eventually flown to Martha's Vineyard, again, under false pretenses is the, the information that we have. All the illegal immigrants were removed from Martha's Vineyard by the National Guard that was called in. The move was to highlight the millions of illegal immigrants that have invaded the United States in the past 11 months. Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. 
Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. I was just watching a little more of the uh, the crown that was taken off the coffin, Queen Elizabeth, the imperial crown. And the amount of diamonds on that thing is over 2,000 diamonds. But there's some very significant ones on there. There's St. Edward's Sapphire. That was buried with Edward the Confessor, the king... And then it was dug up. So that's from the 11th century. Um, You also have the Black Prince's Ruby. That goes back to the Battle of Bosworth. Battle of Bosworth was basically the last battle of the English Civil War, or as we call the War of the Roses, the houses of Lancaster and uh, York. And uh, that was sort of when the... The House of Tudor with Henry VII was sort of, uh, he got that started. And then, of course, he he had a more famous uh, son after that. But there's another one called the Cullinan, and that's a 317-carat diamond. (laughs) How big is the diamond? And, you know, my wife's mad at me. What'd you get her? I got her a Cullinan-sized crown. All right, enough of that. What's coming up this hour, you ask? Speaking of Englishmen, Simon Holden. I keep holding on. All right, I won't do that. Simon Holden will talk golf with us from againstthenumber.com. We'll have a free segment for your calls. Don't be shy. Call. C-O-L-E. Call. 1-800-878-PLY. And then uh, Randall Balmer. Have to see if he is related to Steve, the weirdo freak, super rich owner of the Clips. Probably not, but he has a sports book. <clears throat> That's right, sports. Can you believe it? 1-800-878-PLAY. Tune in app, iHeartRadio app, Stitcher app. I don't think I mentioned, but I'm on Twitch.tv into my third hour here. 
with my fantastic reading glasses and Tottenham t-shirt. Uh, American Forces Radio Network Worldwide, big supporter of our troops. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Come on back. If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now. There's no cost to you for this claim. All legal fees are only covered once you receive your money. So if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-4086. 800-918-4086. That's 800-918-4086. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages. From the NFL to college basketball, to cricket, to soccer, to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Ah, genius. My words, not mine. What? Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, syndicated nationally and uh, out of San Francisco. It is 11-12. Time to check in with one of our friends over at AgainstTheNumber.com. 
And they are a highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. They offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. Always great to join up with our friend Simon Holden, who talks golf. He joins us from England. First of all, Simon, condolences on Her Majesty. Yeah, thank you, Rick. What a very strange 10 days. Uh, of course, Windsor, I'm only a few miles from. And the uh, the scenes there yesterday, I think, were just something anybody who saw them will never forget. It was just nobody does ceremony quite like the Brits. But So this was something just incredible. I think people thought she was immortal. She just seemed to go on and on. So was, you shouldn't really be shocked about somebody 96. But I think I think the country's still in shock, Rick. Yeah, I remember when I was in Windsor, I saw Ed DeHoy, the Chelsea goalie, and my friend said, "How do you know it's him?" And I'm like, "What other six foot eight guy looks like that?" And it what? Do you remember well, him, quite. Eddie DeHoy, the Dutch goalie, yeah. kind of a macabre oh, yeah, look? Yeah. All right, yeah, but, he did. Yeah. <laughs> let us move on. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the Presidents <laughs> Cup did. in a, in a second, but first, one little bit about the Saudi uh, tournament. Um, Apple said no. Amazon said no. CBS, Fox, ABC, NBC. No one wants to cover this. They can only see it on YouTube or this something called DAZN over here in America. Um, they say, oh, we know that the networks will come along eventually. What do you think? Well, DAZN, I, I understand, was showing it um since the first non-YouTube, but I mean, really, I mean, I don't know how, how big that is. I think it's Canadian companies that originally are, but it's not got a big reach, certainly not over here. It's more famous for boxing. So really, they're on YouTube, aren't they? While ever, they're not on a major network, particularly in America. They're just not going to get the eyes on the product. So, um, and again, you know, you've got all these top players on it, but who's really showing any interest in it? Because it's it's regarded as an exhibition still. I don't really see the argument that when more top players go over, it will necessarily be a stronger product because they've already got great players and it's not a strong product. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you add one or two more every couple of months, I still think people are going to stick with the other two tours. And then Rory... In terms of viewers. Yeah, and Rory said... We don't want you on the Ryder Cup team. What do you think of that? Well, um, I think McElroy, you know, grows and grows every week, certainly as a, as a spokesman. It was thought that Tiger was the only one who could sort of stem the tide and speak out against these guys. But I think Rory's come out so strongly um, that, yeah, I don't see any way back for any of these people. I really, really don't, Rick. I, I mean, I'm looking at the uh, the sorry the American team for the President's Cup this week. Now, the big headline a couple of weeks ago was, you know, it will be hit hard. It will be devastated by the loss of the live players. And then we actually see the strength. You know, you've got Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Schoffler, Jordan Speed, Scotty Scheffler, Max Homer, Colin Morikawa, and Billy Horschel, to name but eight. I don't really see that as a weak team here. Well, that's the thing. The President's Cup hasn't been around since three years ago in Australia because of, of COVID, and all the punters 
are saying this is over by Saturday, that the U.S. is too strong and that the international team is just too young. Your thoughts? Um, it's a very dangerous thing to award yourself a trophy. Mm-hmm. And the best players don't win every week. So it really is going to, what's going to happen. I mean, if you, I would say if the international team is to have any chance at all, these three players have to have huge weeks. The first one is Sung Jae-im. Very possible that he will. The second one is the resurgent Adam Scott, the, the elder statesman of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, played fantastic golf, some of the best uh, stats he's produced in over a decade. He must have a huge week. And the third one who must come to the party is Hideki Matsuyama, the man who allegedly turned uh, down $300 million to go to live. I don't see any chance at all unless... They can't even have good weeks. They've got to have stellar weeks to give that international team any any chance at all. And, of course, if it goes into Sunday close, you've got to think those singles. You just look at the world rankings. They've got five people in the top ten. Everybody's in the top 25. Some of the international players are very good players, but they're ranked 55, 60 in the world, and that is going to be tough. But... You know, as Jim Furyk always says, when he turned up at a course that he always played well at, the course doesn't know who you are. You've still got to go and hit the shots. <laughs> yeah, our friend Max Homa just recently won in Napa. He's in there. I'm, I'm just looking at some of these guys on the international team, and I'll raise my hand. I've never heard of Christian Bezidenhut. He's a great player. Great player. Um, he, I believe will be a top 20 in the world player in the next couple of years. Mm. He learned, he's, he's 28 now, so he's no sort of real novice. Very, very sad story. As a, as a young child, he accidentally swallowed some bleach, a cleaning agent. Wow. And it's, it, it nearly killed him. Well, he Donald Trump says got, that cures COVID. Well, he was an early <laughs> trialist in that, then, if we've been poor taste. But, yeah, I would be interested to see if he never got COVID to prove that theory. But mm-hmm. he, he speaks with a, a real a strange stutter, still damaged by it. Incredible oh. stories come back from that. And uh, I think this guy could could be one of the surprises uh, poor, this poor, week. If you drink bleach, that is poor taste in more ways than one. Now I've done two. <laughs> oh, oh, Rick, I've taken Rick, two jokes at his expense. <laughs> It's very rare that I'm in a two-headed show and, and the least sick person out of the two. So you've, 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 you've achieved the gold standard already, man. All right, yeah. so who... Great guy, great player. Is there uh, a weak link in the 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 United States team? And well, well, let, let me ask you this, because we might have time just for one more question. People might get confused between the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup, and the Ryder Cup is a, a little bit bigger, but is this like Wimbledon being bigger than the U.S. Open, that type of thing? Yeah, I, I think it's unfair to refer to this as the poor man's Ryder Cup, but mm-hmm. it certainly hasn't got the stature. And the other thing, of course, is when you've got a rest of the world tournament, a, a team, how do you sort of be in the dressing room and go, we are the rest of the world. It's just a nonsensical <laughs> term, isn't it? You know, if you're Europe v. America, you, you've got you, you've got you, you know you, you, where the line is, don't you? But, yeah. you know, if you're the North Pole, what is your connection with somebody <laughs> from the South Pole? You know? Uh, they got so, some so, great... So, yeah, it's going to be hard, isn't it? Great links golfing up there in the Arctic. Oh, very much so, yeah. It's colder in Scotland, I believe. <laughs> All right, so give us a, uh, a punt. What should we take a flutter on this weekend? I... Think top player. I would go international 
Sunjay in. I would certainly play that as a play, and I think there's no point backing the Americans at seven to one on. They are going to win. I think Jordan Spieth, back on Quail Hollow that he loves, had a poor year. I think he'll want to put in a big week, and I could see him being the top American point scorer. There he is. No, no love for Mito Pereira. Oh, a lot of love for him, but it's going to be tough. And I don't think he'll play every game either. Whereas this is what you got to remember when you play these top scorers. You must go for players that are likely to play four balls, four sums, that are going to be in the captain's eye. And I don't see Mito getting many runs out before the singles. But are you going to put a team out without speed in? I think not, Ricky. There he is, Simon Holden. He knows golf like no one else. Joining us live from England for AgainstTheNumber.com. Go there for all your sports analysis. Simon, thanks a lot, buddy. And remember, folks, be careful what you drink. All right. <laughs> there it is. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back with an open segment at 1-800-878-PLAY. Come on back on Sports Byline. Who's watching? Tell me who's watching? Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417-800-871-9417-800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. 
Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free pricing information. 800-915-9654-800-915-9654-800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654. Business heals all wounds. I mean, look at our relationship with Germany or Japan. Who can even remember what all the fuss was about? Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. Girl, you better get in line. Whoop, whoop. Coming up in the next, sorry about that. Randall Balmer's coming in the next segment. This segment is open if you'd like to call at 1-800-878-7529. Uh, sad to announce that the <clears throat> Dodgers uh, have just uh, put out a press release. Maury Wills has passed away, 89 years old. When I was a kid... The best base stiller in baseball was Lou Brock. And before that, we always heard about Maury Wills, and before that, basically, Ty Cobb. But Wills had a pretty impressive career, Uh, 14 years in the bigs. He debuted as a shortstop with the Dodgers in 1959 at an older age, 26 years old. Um, he played 83 games that season and then six more in the World Series with the Dodgers beating the White Sox. And then in 1960, Will, uh, Wills played a full season and stole 50. That was the first of what would eventually wind up as a six-year run as the top base dealer in the senior circuit. Um, he led the league in steals with 35 one year, but in 1962, he stole 104. That 104 mark was the all-time record until Lou Brock stole 118 in 1974. And then Ricky Henderson broke that record. But Willis was no Herb Washington. He also was a career 299 hitter. And uh, he was the MVP uh, that year um, ahead of Willie Mays. Willie Mays always said, Barry Bonds has multiple MVPs. I only got two. I think he only has two. But uh, a couple more World Series, 63, 65. He was a gold glover twice. He was a seven-time All-Star. Went on to play two seasons for the Pirates. Then the expansion draft, he was picked by Montreal, traded back to the Dodgers, and then he was a broadcaster. He was a manager. He was um, 
<clears throat> the manager of the uh, Mariners, when they came in, just very briefly, he got fired. Not too great. But uh, he will be remembered as the guy who would steal. And then there was always the rumor that when the Dodgers played at Candlestick, that the groundskeeper would leave the hose on outside of first base in the baseline to make it so Maury Wills would sink into the mud and couldn't get a good break. But the interesting thing about Maury Wills, <clears throat> if you asked me was where, I, where he was all time with base stealers, I would have said, I don't know, eighth, definitely top 10. He's 20th all time. 586 steals is 20th all time. Um, but as I said, three World Series rings, seven All-Star games, two gold gloves, and an MVP. Um, not a bad career at all. Uh, so our thoughts with uh, his family and fans. <clears throat> uh, sticking with Los Angeles baseball, Orange County, but don't look at the uniforms. The Angels are eliminated from the playoffs for the eighth straight season. No Shohei Otani, no Mike Trout. Do you know the only active MVPs that have never won a playoff game? Those two guys. Once again, those two guys, Otani and Trout, are the only active MVPs never to win a playoff game. So for the 10th time in Mike Trout's 11 full seasons, no playoffs. And it is their eighth consecutive postseason less season despite MLB expanding the postseason field to 12 teams this year. The manager there is Phil Nevin. <clears throat> Do you remember him? The guy who <clears throat> said, don't draft me and... And the Phillies did anyway. He was the first kind of big Boris client. It's going to be too much for you. He's the interim manager. They fired Madden a long time ago. He said, quote, we've been playing better baseball lately, and we'll go out and have a good road trip now. But no, we've nothing to be ashamed of, unquote. All right, well, you have nothing to be ashamed of? You're not a playoff team. The Mariners are all but certain to go. And the Phillies are in position to go. And then that would mean the Angels have the longest postseason drought. They have not been since 2014. And, of course, they got swept by the Yanks. That was Mike Trout's only three games. They have not won a postseason game since 2009. <clears throat> Sorry, that was the Royals that swept them. Not the Yankees. ALDS 2014. But the Angels have not been to the postseason in eight years is nothing short of a catastrophic failure of money and talent. Trout is an all-time great player. Maybe the greatest player of his generation. And... His career has been thrown away. Shohei Otani should be the MVP every year for what he does. And I love Aaron Judge, but Otani should be the MVP. He just should. He's the MVP. He's the most valuable player. Two-way brilliance. Maybe this is why Artie Moreno is looking to get out. And by the way, there are 18 active MVPs. 
Only Otani and Trout have never won a playoff game. So, um, in late May, they were 10 games over. <clears throat> they were 27-17. and 17. And since then, they are one of the worst teams in baseball, 37-65. and 65. Remember, they lost 14 games in a row, and I think after seven is when they fired Madden. And then they lost 19 out of 22. And so, this is their worst non-pandemic season <laughs> this millennium and trout is 31 years old he's signed through 2030 no trade clause otani is 28 and is going to be a free agent he said his top priority is winning something the angels don't do that so if you're an otani fan unless they absolute the new owners absolutely break the bank you know, if they come in and say, hey, do you see what, uh, you know, Bryce Harper got? Double it. You know, we'll make Tatis look like he's on minimum wage. See the Juan Soto contract? Tip money. And even then, Otani would be like, you know, I got plenty of cash. Otani can go back to back to Japan, and as long as he lives, he can sign something for $50 a pop. He doesn't need money. So at a certain point, he has to say, what am I going to do here? And I kind of think, well, you may ask, as I ask myself, where do you go that <clears throat> you're guaranteed to win? Well, he could go up Highway 5 an hour to Chavez Ravine. They have money. The Yankees have more than enough money, and he would be a much bigger star than he is now in pinstripes than those ridiculous uniforms they wear in Anaheim. But I don't see him signing with a team that's like, we're trying hard, like Toronto or the White Sox or even like Seattle. We're trying hard, man. I wouldn't even see him signing with like Atlanta or the Mets or Philadelphia. Look at us. Look at all the money we're spending. I could see him signing with St. Louis because they just seem to win the division every year. But no, I think it's the Dodgers or the Yankees. That's where he's going to go. And why wouldn't he, right? I have no qualm with players trying to cash in and win. And I remember CC Sabathia here from Vallejo which, if you don't know, the uh, Bay Area is in the uh, East Bay. And um, the A's were never going to pay when Sabathia got traded from Cleveland to Milwaukee. That was the Matt Laporta-Jackie Bradley uh, deal. Not Jackie Bradley, Michael Bradley. And then he was a free agent, and he didn't go to the Giants. He went to the Yankees, who were opening a brand-new Yankee stadium, and they paid... I think it was forty-five more million dollars, forty-five million more dollars than the Giants were going to do, and people were like, "Ah, oh, you ass! You're just going after the money." <laughs> yeah, and I have a much better chance to win in New York, and it's the friggin' Yankees, and they're opening a new stadium, and forty-five more million dollars. Listen, Shohei Otani is out. He's out. I mean, he's just, he's not that stupid. It's no fun dominating and then sitting on the couch and watching 12 other teams go to the playoffs. The Angels suck. I'm Rick Tittle. Not as bad as my A's, but they suck. Come on back.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. This is a true, sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0.00. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you, or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces 
Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome author Randall Balmer. He has a brand new book available today from the University of North Carolina Press called Passion Plays, which ties in America and religion and sports. It's very interesting. Randall, welcome to the show. What was the idea behind uh, writing on this topic? Thanks for the opportunity, Rick. Good to talk to you. I really with sports radio, as you guys got me interested in writing about this. When I first was introduced to sports radio early in the nineties, I just uh, I, I couldn't quite believe the passion that people brought to the world of sports. You would have think you would thought that uh, they were discussing the uh, details of the Camp David Accords or some uh, nuclear treaty, and uh, Yet, I, as I said in the book, I got swept along with it and became uh, quite a passionate uh, listener to sports radio myself. I remember uh, a book I read called Amongst the Thieves by Bill Buford, and he put himself in this Manchester United firm or gang, and at the end he talked about tribalism and about how a lot of people tied themselves to professional sports teams because, and in kind of a pejorative way, that they had nothing in their lives to which they could, uh, that was successful, and this was the one thing that gave them value. How much of that did you see in your research? I, I think there's, there's some uh, something to that. I actually came more to see sports as sort of this alternate universe. And the beauty of sports, as you know very well, is that it's a, a, a world of precision in a way because something is either fair or foul, it's either inbounds or out of bounds. It is the proverbial level playing field. And I really think that sports is the closest thing we have in our society to a perfect meritocracy. Now, I want to acknowledge that some people have easier access to the playing field than others because of economics or race or whatever it may be. But really, sports comes very close to, to being a, an ideal world. And I think a lot of uh, sports fans find a kind of uh, uh, respite from what they regard as the unfairness of the, of the larger world. You think about the old days where... You know, like men like you and I, we would be training for combat our whole lives. That's basically what we had. And so the, the old saying that sports gives false glory to our ignoble leisure. What do you think of that statement? <laughs> yeah, I think there's, some, there's probably something to that. But I think also the other thing is that because military adventures really began to be uh, denigrated, uh, I think really beginning with Vietnam and arguably before that with Korea, you don't have the camaraderie among men that military service once produced. And so we look now to athletics and sports teams, and so we have camaraderie with fellow sports fans or fellow Niners fans or fellow Patriots fans, whoever it might be. That's our form of camaraderie rather than uh, military reunions where you uh, meet up with your old uh, uh, mates who fought with you on the battlefield. You think about the multicultural aspects of this country, and that is one of the few things where we are not, whether you know, willfully or unwillfully segregated, is that we all like that same team, regardless of our ethnic heritage, religion, what have you. Yes, it's absolutely true, but I think it's also true that in many ways for athletes of color, 
the athletic field is the arena where they can express themselves. And as we've seen it recently with the um, statements from LeBron James and Kevin Durant and so forth and, and the reaction that those statements have produced, once these athletes of color move out of their lane, so to speak, then they are subjected to criticism. So you have this odd situation where white fans, in predominantly white male fans, are cheering for athletes of color on the playing field or the basketball court, but really criticizing them once they step out of that arena and try to express themselves on, on political matters. Yeah, the old shut up and dribble uh, adage. We're speaking yeah, with... Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're speaking with Randall Balmer in the new book, Passion Plays, How Religion Shapes Sports in North America. The whole concept of professional sports, which is relatively new in human history, is that we all want to play a sport, we love it, but we stink. So we'll actually pay money to watch it paid well. And this is why we get mad and we boo when we see it played poorly, because we think, well, we can go out there and stink. Uh, we're paying you good money. <laughs> what about that whole thought process behind that? Well, I think that's probably true. And the other thing is that uh, there is a great beauty uh, to athletic performance uh, when it's done on such a high level. And we appreciate the the game. We appreciate the the uh, contests. We appreciate the athleticism of individuals and, and, and the teams. But I think the, the great payoff is that there is closure at the end of that game. There's the winner and there's the loser. Uh, ties are increasingly rare, particularly in, in professional fo- football. And we have that closure. We, we, can, uh, we can walk away from that and say one team won, the other team did not. And everybody played by the rules. As you know, as a sports radio host, Nothing enrages a sports fan more than a blown call from a, an official, which is increasingly rare in the days of video review, because that is a represents an intrusion into this idealized world of sports where you have a very near-perfect meritocracy. You know, the days of medieval heraldry are gone, obviously. I have no family crest, but growing up, in the Bay Area, uh, my dad from Oakland, that Raider crest shield <laughs> was kind of like my family crest. It was everything I, every jacket I had through the 70s and 80s. And and so, but the dichotomy is, is that these sports teams are owned by people and people can move the team and they've moved the Raiders twice uh, out of Oakland. And so what about the thing attaching your heartstrings to something that is almost like a family member and yet the ability to have it just yanked away? Well, sports breaks your heart. I mean, that's, uh, that's part of the nature of it. And it's not excusing the cupidity of the owners, which is, uh, I think, beyond, uh, beyond discussion, beyond contestation. And it does. It's, it's, uh, it's a terrible thing. There are people in Brooklyn still who uh, lament the loss of the Dodgers or in New York who lament the loss of the Giants for moving across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is part of being a sports fan is uh, having your heart broken. And I think every year in, in many ways, at the end of the season when your team 
chances are is uh, not going to win the championship. The, the mathematical chances mean that there's only one chance, one champion, and uh, you have to wait till next year. It, it really breaks your heart. That's part of the passion, part of the the pathos of being a sports fan. What about the escapism and the escapist subculture that kind of writes its own rules? I think that's right, and I think sports radio is part of that. To be honest, I mean that don't don't mean that as a criticism, but yeah. uh, it it allows us to kind of remove ourselves from the cares of everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially for the demographic of white males, and I make this argument in the book, uh, sports offers a a respite. Uh, it it offers an idealized universe, and life is unfair, as we know. And a lot of people, especially white males in recent years, have come to see the world as somehow stacked against them. I think it's perception, frankly, more than reality. But nevertheless, they have that sense. And to be able to escape into this idealized world where everything is orderly, where even the, the, the geograph, uh, geography of the fields is right angles for the most part, uh, there is a great deal of comfort in that world. And what do we say when a team wins? Team won fair and square. And I think that is the attraction of the world of sports. And by the way, I, I should make clear, I share that. <laughs> I share that that interest and in, in, in passion for, for the world of sports because it is an idealized universe. And yet a lot of times... Like my own self-awareness, watching the Raiders throw away that game after four and a half hours of misery, I'm thinking there's over a billion people in China that don't even know this game's on right now, and I was jealous of them that they didn't have to <laughs> suffer. And I, 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 I hold the notion that sports uh, and being a sports fan is 90% misery at least because your team hardly ever wins. It's mostly yeah. you know, uh, gnashing of the teeth and wringing of the hands, Randall. It is. It is. You know, I think that's why people hate the Yankees so much. Because they were so <laughs> successful for so many years. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you th- what do you think about when athletes, you know, they they thank God after they win, and and there are team prayers. Uh, you know, uh, always Christian. Um, get, let's take a knee and say a prayer, and how religion sort of injects itself that way. Well, that's been a, a trend, really, in American sports. It goes back all the way to the 19th century. There was a movement that came to be called muscular Christianity that sought to associate the Christian faith with athletic prowess, in part because there were fears that the churches were becoming far too feminized, and that indeed was the case. Women were dominating the, the, the membership roles of churches, but also because men at that time were working in sedentary office jobs working at the factory, not getting enough fresh air, not getting enough exercise. And so part of the impetus behind the development of team sports in the 19th century was to provide a healthy outlet, but also to couple that with the Christian faith. And it was primarily Protestantism at the time, of course, but the Catholics get into the game, so to speak, with the CYO, the Catholic Youth Organizations, mm-hmm. and you have the YMCA, of course, which is Christian, and then the Young Men's Hebrew Association among Jews. Uh, they, too, are getting into the whole uh, sports scene as well because they understand uh, the benefits of this. So they have a long history, a long tradition of this uh, association of sports with faith or religiosity, 
And then, of course, you have particular athletes. Tim Tebow, of course, is the best recent example, who have tried to uh, uh, somehow use sports as a way to uh, proselytize or try to evangelize, get other people interested in their understanding of the faith. There is Randall Balmer, the book out today from University of North Carolina Press, Passion Plays, How Religion Shaped Sports in North America. It's a fascinating book. Congratulations on it, Randall, and thank you for coming by the show. My pleasure, Rick. Thank you. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come back. we got open lines if you want to squeeze in at 1-800-878-7529. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Are you 60-plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low-Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Come on. You watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. 
If you owe the IRS 5000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half, and a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. All right, thank you for that. Breaking news from the NHL. Nathan McKinnon of the Colorado Avalanche is now the highest paid player in the National Hockey League. He was going into a walk year. Well, he's walking into the bank now. An eight-year extension that will pay him $12.6 million per season. Before that, the highest paid player per year was Connor McDavid in Edmonton for a hundred grand less, twelve point five million. McDavid signed his eight-year contract extension five years ago. Now, but <clears throat> I remember McKinnon saying the other day, "We're getting pretty close. I'd prefer to get it done." He goes, "You feel like it's personal sometimes, and it's a distraction." Yikes. Well, McKinnon did leave the Lanch to their first Stanley Cup title since 2001. 88 points, 32 goals, 56 assists. In the playoffs, 13 goals, 11 assists. He has been named a Hart Trophy finalist two of the last three years. That's the MVP. But you think about Kale McCarr. He's already locked up on a six-year $54 million deal. He was cheaper because he was a rook. He came right into the finals uh, as the main man from the Blue Wing. And then you think about Arturi Letkinen. He signed a five-year extension. So you got the Norris Trophy winner and, Mac- and Makar. You got McKinnon. The Lanch, this is not a one-year thing. They are built to repeat maybe more than once, which I don't like as a Sharks fan. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. We don't have brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.